you're looking for one of the most beautiful and playable custom acoustics on the planet, look no further than Ed Rice at Toeir Guitars. Ed is a true artist, transforming exotic woods into magnificent, sweet-sounding instruments. Go to toeirguitars.us, that's T-O-I-R-G-U-I-T-A-R-S.us, and contact Ed today. Hey everybody, Brad and I want to say thank you for listening and thank you for the support. Please continue to listen and share this podcast on all platforms that you can. And if you'd like to support us monthly, we're set up now where you can go to anchor.fm slash Recording, hit the support button, 99 cents, $4.99 or $9.99 per month. Any amount would be greatly appreciated. Now back to the podcast. Recording podcast episode one hundred. Neil, what's up, man? Episode one hundred. That's why you believe it, man. No, we made really. it to one hundred episodes. That's pretty crazy. <laughs> got a you got another good guest tonight. Yeah, man. Andrew Shockley, aka Delafay. What's going on, Andrew? Not much. How you guys doing? Doing well. Doing really good, man. I'm excited to be guest hundred. I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah man. How about that? yeah. That's insane. <laughs> We're going to enjoy some uh, Buffalo Trace tonight, but it's not any Buffalo Trace, Neil. This is a single barrel hand selection from Cox's Liquors, and they're always good. Uh, if, if you ever go to Cox's and you find one of their hand selected single barrels, pick it up. Get your hand on that hand yeah. select. Yeah. I poured some uh, Old Forester 100s when I'm drinking. Oh, that's, that's, that's one of my cheapest. That's good. It's always good. It's so good. It it's is. really good. That's uh that's usually my house bourbon. It's usually that or Elijah Craig. Yep, me too. Cheers, guys. Cheers, man. Cheers. Thank Cheers. you. Cheers. Thanks for coming on. Thank you. Mm-hmm. That's good. Mm-hmm. I've already free gamed a little bit just because I was a little nervous. So Oh man, I need to be nervous <laughs> on this thing. Dude, that's insane. So Neil, you remember I asked you the other night when we were at your house, yes. I, I said, remember the color of that Buffalo Trace. Yes. And compare that bottle to this. That's wild. I, I mean, that, look how deep amber that is. Yeah, it's crazy. It's so much deeper. Like that that guitar right there is about how deep, which you can't see, but it's a, a Martin, uh, what, D16? Yeah. And it's just, that's about the regular tone. This is so much darker. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. I didn't know you could tell the difference. Oh, yeah, you could just definitely tell the it. difference. Really? Yeah, so this is... Uh, I really don't know. So, like, these hand-selected, I don't know, like, if these liquor stores have somebody that goes to the distillery and finds a barrel they like. I really don't know how they're they're selected. But Cox's hand-selected is always good. And I'll tell you another one. In Litchfield, when you go to Nolan, stop in John O's, and they do hand-selected Knob Creek, and it's always great. Knob Creek. Knob Creek, yeah, that's good stuff, too. Yeah. That's a good, I'm yeah, not too picky. Amazing. I'll pretty much drink most of it. Yeah. <laughs> Evan Williams is my go-to. Evan I don't need anything yeah, good Williams at all. Not bad. Not it's bad. all right. I always keep that 100 proof Ofo in the in the house too. Yeah. That's that's you can't yeah, go wrong with that. That's my new go-to. Um, it used to be Vob Barry O'Barton. Oh yeah, which is not good at all. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like eight ninety nine for a bottle. Yeah. The eighty six proof's not bad. It's not. I, yeah, no, I would get the hundred a lot too. 
Yeah. Just because it gets yeah. the job done a little bit quicker. But <laughs> yep. I agree, man. Hundred hundred proof on anything. Even the Evan Williams bottled and bonds one hundred's good. Yeah. It's good. Yeah. It White is. label. Yeah. Get you some of that. And it's cheap too. I have to try it. All right, we sound like some drunks. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Andrew. So start us off. Tell us, uh, take us back to childhood and your early memories of music and maybe at what point you realized music was going to be a big part of your life. Hmm. Um, I just always loved music a lot. I think a lot of people do. Um, let's see. My uncle played guitar. So he would, um, when I would go over there, he would just play guitar and just watching him play it. I just thought it was the coolest thing but really didn't think about playing it at the time. Like, um, my, my dad, he got me a guitar when I was in middle school, a little electric, like knockoff Strat, like Stratocaster. Mm -hmm. And that's where it kind of all started. Middle school, huh? Middle school. Yeah. Seems like the, the ones that stick to playing always start in middle school. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) What were you listening to in middle school? Like what, what did you want to play when you got that Uh, guitar? Jimi Hendrix. Oh, wow. wow. Like, that was the okay. first thing I learned was um, Purple Haze. That's probably the oh, first okay. song I learned. Other than, like, Twinkle Twinkle that. Little Star, yeah. accidentally. Like, just fucking <laughs> around. I think maybe I learned Twinkle Twinkle or something. Like, I was trying to, but, like, actually sit down and tried to play, like, it was uh, Purple Haze. And Hey no, Joe. And When Cries Mary. And then, like, old Green Day songs. I like, um, I don't know, I think Brain Stew. Like my parents hated that because it's super loud. Uh, <laughs> but just, yeah, stuff like that. Do you have a Jimi Hendrix uh, album around the house or something? Or where where did you pick that up? Jimi Hendrix? Uh, my, my dad, for sure. He liked Jimi Hendrix. And his name's Jim. Yeah. So, you know. Hat. feels a connection <laughs> of some sorts. <laughs> and then, like, my parents had, like, tons of CDs in the basement that I would go down there and steal. Like, my mom would have, like, Dynamic Hack or, like, uh, just... Weird stuff like uh, Ice Cube albums, a lot of rap music. I like loved rap music when I was younger. Yeah. I still do, um, but just like the, a huge like R and B music, just a huge selection. So I just listen to everything, and that's back when it's like you're walking around like a Walkman, like on CD. <laughs> I just remember being in the back and just like, and you actually listen to the whole album, you know, top to bottom, yeah, front to back. Which is just like nobody does that anymore. But it was just like. I didn't even talk to my parents in the car. I was just sitting there and like listening to music and then go to bed. I had to listen to music. Like I just all day, every day I was listening to music. That's the old Sony Walkman CD player days that you hope you don't skip. You can't walk too fast or, you know, yeah, you might start exactly. skipping. <laughs> <laughs> Remember when they started advertising those for like runners? Like how, come on, bro. Yeah. What type of running yeah. are you doing? Yeah, you need a cassette. You need a Walkman cassette. Yeah, no. Nah. I won't skip. MP3 I, I is had the cassette me. player too. I don't remember owning cassettes. I would just listen to the radio on it when I was a little kid. What's funny now, our kids are wanting those old Walkmans and things and cassettes. And yeah, tapes, but you, you have, are hot now. Well, yeah. you, you have met today's kids. They're stupid. <laughs> <laughs> they no, are stupid. No. <laughs> <laughs> That's why they want... Uh, no. They are going to be stupid after not being in school for two years. No kid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's true. I didn't even think of that. How lucky are they, though? You know. Yeah, I got a couple of them, dude. They're knuckleheads. Don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they're gonna learn life lessons. <laughs> That's all you really need. Let's be honest. Huh? Yeah, yeah. I don't remember anything from school. Uh, very little. Eh. So once you, I heard uh, a cat. Is that a cat <laughs> or a kid? Oh uh, yeah, uh, both. He's my little kid. 
He's a cat. <laughs> I got a little Siamese cat I rescued, and he won't shut up. Yeah, I apologize. I got him locked out of the room. He's so loud. That's why. He's like, what's up, dude? This he is wants bullshit. to come in. Let me in the room. <laughs> no, I couldn't. He'd be on my lap and walking around and screaming and smacking. And <laughs> he's insane. I didn't even think I liked cats. And my ex-girlfriend was like, why? And I was like, I don't know. And she had one. And I was like, it's kind of cool. Like, this little thing walks around the house all day. You don't have to you take it the- outside. That's it right there. They're so, they're independent. They don't need you and they will eat your eyes if you die. But (laughs) that's what they say. Yeah, they're not like a dog. They're not lovable, but they don't need you at all. Why your eyes? Easiest, easily accessible. That's where they start. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Got to get them before you know gets too dry. (laughs) It's a, it's a, it's a uh, feline delicacy. That's what I've heard. I, mean, I, mean, I looked I've it seen... up though because it disturbed me. Because he'll be, I'll wake up and he'll just be like looking at me, <laughs> or like he'll like slowly tap me to see if I'm still alive. And I'm like, hmm, maybe he does want to eat me. So I looked it up to see like how much that actually happens, and it's not all every cat. It's, it's the well, same with it, dogs though. Like, because then I was like, well, dogs don't, and they're like, some dogs do too. Of course they do. So, I just think that mostly happens with baboons. You know, no, here's when it happens. Baboons are scary. When, when somebody dies, then they don't have a lot of people to check on them. But they have animals or a cat or a dog, and they don't have, you know, visitors for a week or two at a time. They didn't leave out enough food. How are you going to leave out enough food if you die and for like two weeks later your cat eats you? Right. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. it's like when people crash on an island and you ain't got nothing. What book yeah. is that? I don't know. Humans will do it too. Those people. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Alive. Yeah. yeah. No, that was in the, they were in the mountains. It might not get so be so bad though. I mean, you're getting right back in, you know. You live in this so bad, world what? coming right back in. Oh, I, I thought you were saying eating humans, not that bad. No, no. <laughs> no, I think I think that's what he meant. I've never man. tried that. Yeah, <laughs> Y'all been Come pre-gaming on, too. The truth's coming out. <laughs> Just give me a piece of your thigh. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you don't even have to die. Slice a little bit off. Just All right, case. Andrew. So you got this guitar <laughs> in middle uh, school. Let's get back here, on track. This is here. what he does. He gets things back on the rails. <laughs> All right. So did you? Uh, were you self-taught, or did you take lessons, or where did you go from there? Uh, yeah. So I did take lessons for like mm, a couple months, but they weren't like the guy that taught me was named Andrew Reinhardt, I think. Um, and he never actually taught me anything. He just, like, he didn't teach me how to read or anything or chords. It was just like, he'd be like, tell me a song you want to play. And then come in and I'll show you how to play it. So I would, you know, I'd just come in and he'd show me how to play it. But I never actually knew what I was doing. I still don't. He's coming in but next week. We're going to record a podcast and some one shots with him. I think it might be a different Andrew Reinhardt because I've tried to find him. Maybe it's oh, the same. Okay. Maybe. This guy went to, he was leaving to go to music school at UofL. He would like play classical guitar and stuff. And I've tried to look him up, but I've never seen huh. him again. Well, the, the, there is another Andrew. Well, Reinhardt. you might get reacquainted on the Top Hill Recording Podcast. So make sure you yes, listen. Yes, might. How crazy or would that be? Maybe you meet a new cooler Andrew Reinhardt. <laughs> right? Maybe. I mean, his name's Andrew, so he's got that going for him. <laughs> That's pretty good. <laughs> So did you, after uh, in middle school or after middle school, did you start in bands or playing solo acts for people? Or when did you get out and start playing in public? Mm, No. So, which is actually really weird. I started recording my own middle, I mean, my own music in about middle school. 
Uh, my uncle bought me like a little eight track. And then I used that through high school. And it's like the worst music you've ever heard. Like I just recently found some of it. So bad. And then <laughs> I never played in a band. I would jam with my friend Kendrick that now plays drums with me. Uh, I would jam with him sometimes, but we never played in a band. And then, so it's kind of a long story how I got into playing in a band or playing out. I'm I'm 30 now. I just turned 30. Um, so I was probably about 26. I had just got signed to like a small record label in London. And my song Time and Money came out and WFBK was playing it on rotation. And <clears throat> WFBK asked me to play Headliners. Open up at Headliners like on a Saturday night. And I had never even played out before. <laughs> and I just started playing with a band like not even a week before that. With no, like, because you got, it takes time to like develop dynamics and like read each other in a band. I've never been. So I just met this group of kids through my cousin and we had been playing together for a week. WFBK asked me to play headliners and um, we had a week to get the show together. So you just, re- you just spent your time yeah, recording just, music and you didn't really play, you didn't play out. You just recorded your music and then somebody mm-hmm. picked up this song, Time and Money. Mm-hmm. And then from that, from that being picked up and played, mm-hmm. people wanted to hear you, and then you had to learn how to play live, huh? And wait, wait, yeah, we so got to get like before, a spot. Even before that, didn't you say you had a record label in London? Yeah, so that's how it before all got before you even played out live. Wow, yeah, you went, you did it backwards, that, man. Yeah, maybe Honestly, you did right. Yeah, the record label thing is really funny too, it, because I had just put two songs on what is it called soundcloud yeah and um just kind of for like shits and giggles and i got an email from danny like running street mission records and he's like hey i love it like i would like to put you on my label and i was like yeah whatever so i didn't respond then like six months later i got another message from him and then another one and i was like i was like man i'll write him back just to see and it ended up being legit but like nobody ever thinks that kind of stuff's real and it's not like some huge thing. It's just, you know, he's an independent, it's a great little label and I'm proud to be a part of it and it's building up. Yeah. So let's listen to time and money. And then when we come back, I'd like to talk a little bit about street mission records. You told us a little bit about time and money, but do you remember when, when you wrote that or anything about the song? Yeah. I remember everything about that song. Okay. You want me to tell you now? Yeah. yeah go ahead. Tell, set it up. Tell you about it. Okay. Uh, well, I mean, it's not like a very interesting story. I would just jam with my friend Kendrick on drums. And I lived in this little apartment on Frankfurt Avenue mm-hmm. next to Hilltop. You know where the Hilltop is? You know where Top Hill Frankfurt is? Avenue? Top Hill, well, yeah. <laughs> I saw That's you have an EP funny, called Hilltop. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I lived at the Hilltop, which is, you know, Frankfurt Avenue, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was on the top deck and there was like a yoga studio under us and we would like still jam. Like play music in there. <laughs> and the yoga lady once told me, she was like, I like to stay um, after classes and everything because she was like, I can just hear you practicing and recording songs all night. She's like, you sound really nice. And like, they would have like, they'd be in yoga classes and I'd be up there just singing, not even knowing they could hear me. Just so embarrassing. Like, but yeah, so with Time and Money, I was sitting up there in this little room with Kendrick and I was like, just playing like the same kind of riffs and I was like bored of it. And I just remember my mindset, I was like, step out and I just kind of made that doom, 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 like the, the main riff of it. And then I sang the first words, you got addicted to cocaine for some reason. I don't even know why. It just sounded cool. <laughs> and then he would come over and I would just keep singing that like first line over and over again. And like, it just kind of, 
built up and then I got a little bit. I actually recorded it on my iPhone through a cheap little like iRig condenser mic mm-hmm. in like an old apartment with big ceilings and everything. That's kind of why it sounds old. And then I programmed the drums and then programmed the bass and then I just sang the guitar. I sang and played the guitar at the same time and basically kind of freestyled it. I mean, I had an idea for it, just laid it out, and then I probably made it in like 20 minutes. Is that right? And then it was done on an iPhone. Mm-hmm. And now I'm like recording on good equipment and it doesn't even sound as good. <laughs> so I'm going to go back to the iPhone. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's really bizarre, honestly. I was kind of embarrassed because like when I first like, got in the scene, I didn't want to tell people that it I recorded it on an iPhone. Oh, I would die. Yeah, I would Isn't pump it. Now like I that. think it's cool. Hell yeah, yeah it's cool. Hello, Fi's making a it's 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 going strong. Didn't you hear what we said earlier, man? Tapes are making a comeback. Of course it yeah, is. Yeah. Oh. That's the thing about that iPhone though, is like the the quality's not even that bad. No, phone. no. It's unbelievable. No. Yeah, it that, really that you is. can do that now. But yeah. I'm a Samsung guy. So whatever, y'all, with your oh, iPhones. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> your fancy garage band. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So one uh, this will be uh spin number one million five hundred twenty two thousand six hundred and fourteen oh, for this wow. song. So here we go. That's a lot of listeners. That's there, just Andrew. on Spotify. Pretty cool. Sing, it's the worst yeah, yeah. Thing. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a weird thing. Oh, man, Neil mentioned that, but I mean, what do you think of that? Spotify, one and a half million listens. It's pretty bizarre. And how and how are you enjoying that $10.15? <laughs> 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 no, I've, I've made a couple million now. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. No, I just got off work, trust me. I'm sitting in the same chair I've been at for nine hours a day working. <laughs> Yeah, I yeah, mean, seriously, totally. though, the, the 1.5 million, that's insane. It is. How, it is actually really crazy. So It's weird, too. Yeah. It's like, I listen to it, I'm like... Ooh. And is that the iPhone recording on Spotify, or did you re-record it? That's the iPhone recording. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. Sounds good. I heard, a little, I heard a little glockenspiel in there. There's something. 
Yeah, I put well, you know, I put a whole bunch of little things in there, you know. But uh, that's exactly what it is. Yeah. But uh, iPhone, bizarre. Yeah. So, um, when you when you put that out, all right, what are your expectations? I mean, how nothing? How do you go from releasing a couple songs on SoundCloud, uh, garnering enough attention to get a record label? You get in front of the the your first you know band performances and freaking headliners with a WFPK gig. First of all, how did that gig I, go? I was just going to say the same thing. We didn't <laughs> how, ask how that went. How did that gig go? That was amazing. Uh, we opened for San Fermin. I think that's how you say it. And they're actually pretty big. They were like on a tour. <clears throat> I think they played Bonnaroo that year and a couple other bigger. Like I didn't really know them, but they were nice people. And I mean, I always knew headliners. I've seen some of my favorite bands there. So I was nervous as hell. And it was on my dad's birthday, hell which yeah. is just amazing. So, you know, but yeah, it was like 450 people there, 450 or something, 500. <laughs> so it was like packed out. And that's the yeah, first that's time you just walk out gig. and you're just like, what the hell? Oh, yeah, I'm like, I'm famous. I'm like, this is how it's going to be. I was like, damn, it's like all happening, you know? And then like my next gig was like at Magbar to like three people. So. <laughs> that's a, that's, that's I'm a like, okay. Question. I got humbled like really fast. So there are some dues to pay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, I paid them a lot. <laughs> yeah, well, I played a nobody. That's the nature of this game. All right. So after the gigging thing, is uh, well, you actually let's let's talk about. You've got two. You know, go away. Also has you know 1.3 million. Um, but that is not that wasn't your. Uh, first release either you know that, that was an album uh, those were released off the the 2019 record so once you started releasing stuff how how what was the progression like you initially is are you have you been with the same label the entire time i have yes okay did they like offer you know social media support or how, how have they been helpful in kind of getting you out there and like I, because I, I personally I don't know what it looks like. I've never been signed to a label, but it's always something that you kind of want to know because it's just like, does it was it a big help? But does it help when it comes to? I mean, I don't know if you do any type of like small tours during the summer or small tours. No, and you, uh, I don't do much, honestly. So what is the uh, what's the benefit there? I mean, because one point five million and one point three million. The benefit is the one point five million. Yeah. Because I wasn't even on Spotify. I was on mm-hmm. nothing. And, you know, I was just going to upload to SoundCloud because there's like one button that I hit and it throws it up there. You know what I'm saying? It's just <laughs> yeah. like, do you want to yeah. shoot this to SoundCloud? I'm like, sure. Like, yeah. it's really easy. Like, I would have <laughs> never put my music on because I just always did it for fun. Like, it was never, and my friend was like, you should put the SoundCloud on. I was like, is there a button? And like, there's literally a button. It just throws it. It's one thing. But, you know, to get on the other ones, you have to actually type a little bit or something. You got to type, you got to pay a fee, <laughs> you got to register. Yeah, you got yeah, to go through like a small, There's a process. I think it's easier now, but I just would have never even thought to do it because I don't think anybody cares. So it was like the SoundCloud thing is all I would have ever did. So with the record label, he was like, I believe in this. And I was like, I don't, but that's cool that you do. <laughs> and like, who cares? Like, if you want to try it, like it doesn't cost me any money. So um, he, he did all that and he does all the writing to like blogs and We've been we've had like pretty good features, um, like No Depression magazine, and I don't know all of them off the top of my head, but like great articles and like he's just gotten a lot of exposure and worked with me and like you know helping me pay for a lot of things and 
it's been a really good experience with them. So, so t- tell us about Street Mission Records. Like, where where are they located? So it was in London, I believe, when it started. And now I think he's in Lisbon. Lisbon? Am I saying that right? Portugal. L-I-S-B-O-N. Portugal, yeah. So now he's in Portugal. Uh, um, and the label's actually amazing. There's great artists on the label. There's really good artists. Um, and he started it. He works for, um, I can't remember which record label. He was working for a huge record label. And then he started kind of this off the side. Now they're our distribution company. I'm sorry, I can't remember the name of it right now off the top of my head. <laughs> but um, it was smaller and he's been building it and it's, it's got a lot of traction now and I'm excited to see where it goes. I don't know. It's just a cool thing that you just don't expect to happen to you. Were you one of the first artists after he broke away and, and started Street Mission Records? I think there was uh, three artists on there when I, was, when, I got, when I joined it. And now there's Probably pushing like I don't know how I many, maybe like ten or something. Sweet, so, okay. you know, it's small. But it's just building, and I think you know, he's getting great artists that are joining it, and it's cool to see that happen. You know, that's the original guy that contacted you, yeah, in London originally mm-hmm. on Time and Money, right? Yep, yep. And you have kept that going. That's awesome to yeah. have that type of relationship. And we're good yeah. friends now. Like I'm, I'm gonna go visit him soon. Like I was, he was supposed to come here, and then COVID hit. And he just couldn't, like, I got an extra, I just got a little house. So I was like, I got a room for you. Like, you gotta come. <laughs> I'm going to go out there and then, like, now I get to hang out with the locals. And I've got to know a couple of the guys on the record label, like, vague, like a little bit, you know, and it's like, I'll get to hang out with them when I go down there. Because most of the artists are from Portugal or that area. Um, so you get to go down there now, I'll get to hang with the locals and walk around and stuff. So it's like, I'm really looking forward to doing that. Yeah. Awesome. So do you speak Spanish or, or Portuguese or? Not yet. <sighs> <laughs> I will yeah. soon. I might go down there and not come back. It's beautiful no down kidding. there. Have you done any uh, live shows overseas? I haven't. Mm-mm. Yeah. Which honestly, like all my plays are from ninety percent of the plays are from like Germany. Really? Yeah. Okay. The Germans, that's awesome. They, they love me. So that's where I need to go. you won't be able to get out of your hotel room over there. Nobody here cares about me. Like, I mean, Germany. I say like, the same the, stuff all the time. Nobody, nobody cares, cares about me, man. We do. We hey. actually do on our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> no, you, I'm, I'm just joking. But like, yeah. honestly, all my plays are Germany. Like, not yeah. all of them, but I'd say 60, 70%. million. No, yeah, like, <laughs> so, tell us a little bit about like your progression in writing. Um, did you start writing just words in general or did you start the whole process together with an intent to write songs? Mm, I've always just, I've never been much of a writer. I mostly freestyle. Yeah. Like, um, like I'll like just get like a melody in my head and put a microphone in front of me and to just like sing what I'm thinking about or like think about a topic or something I went through. And then I'll just sing and see what happens. Sometimes the first take, is it sometimes it's pulling it out and like saying, Hey, I like this line. I'm gonna pull, you know, then I'll write a little bit around like something I said that I thought was cool, but I rarely just sit there and like write out a song. And if I do, it sounds like some like sad poem, like it's not cool. But if I just like (laughs) let it flow out, I'll say some, something that might be cool or at least it has like a nice flow anyway. (laughs) Yeah. It's like, I don't know. For some reason I can't, it's like, if you ever just sit and try to write, it just, for me, it just, I feel like it's, it's just, it doesn't, it's terrible. It's too cringy. It's just cringy most of the time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, 
I've wrote, I write some of my songs and then some, a lot of my freestyle and then I write around it. So it's, it's a 50, 50 you know, it's wild, man. It's like, I mean, just to be honest, I think I probably would write better like that because I can come up with stuff that I know I'll never be able to think of again on the spot. And I'm most of the time I'm doing it to try to make my wife crack up. So it's absolutely <laughs> ridiculous. I did the same that, thing. Yeah. yeah. Stuff that I could never <laughs> like sing out loud in public or anywhere else. Yeah. But it's like the David Allen Cole type lyrics. No, 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 no. It's never, it's never offensive. It's usually just overtly sexual. <laughs> or just some like witty shit that you didn't even know you had any. Yeah. You know what I'm like, saying? Oh. Cause like when you're going that fast, you don't really have time to think. So yeah. like you're, you're kind of spewing loud, like just, right out of your consciousness, like just crazy things that like, if you're sitting and writing, it's a slow thing. And you're like, oh, what am I going to say here? Whereas, you know, if you're just letting it out, it's like real. You get That is real interesting though. Voice. So what does it look like? Like, so you sit down, you got your microphone, you have your guitar and you start playing and you just start singing lyrics. And then do you stop and go back and listen to the recording or do you just keep singing for a while, several takes or what? I mean, what's it look like? It's a, it's a little bit different every time. So like sometimes I'll record like a drum beat. Like I'll sit there and play the drums, like, you know, get my time signature and like, you know, like a style that I want. Then I'll grab the guitar, you know, pick out a couple chords that I think I like. And then I'll start kind of singing over it and recording it. And then from there, I'll stop, re-listen, break it down. I don't like this chord. I don't like this. I don't like this word. I like this. And then just start piecing it together. It's like a little puzzle. You just slowly start. Yeah. No, I tried to write it. I tried to write a song for the NFL one time doing that, but not a lot of words rhyme with punt. <laughs> <laughs> not the words you want to say, at least. Yeah, not for the NFL. <laughs> there's no, there's no bunting in football, so it limited me. <laughs> oh, goodness. So, <laughs> that, that was a definite John Stone joke You're there. welcome. <laughs> oh, goodness. <laughs> the bourbon's good tonight. So, um, I really did have a uh, a thought before that. Oh, that you actually, know, well, well, you know what I was thinking though. I mean, what what he's talking about reminds me of your book you always talk about the the War of Art. War of Art. Yep, and just channeling the muses. Yeah, just getting out of the way and letting uh, free flow thought go. Yeah. Either that, or he's lived in the viscer. The hell. Y'all haven't watched Archive 81 on Netflix? Oh, dude, don't get... I'm on, like, episode two, man. You're, you're way started, ahead of me on the I like, ten minutes, and then... Uh, it's deep. My wife does good? not like it. No, yeah, I just watched I, Ozark the last yeah, season. Yeah, she's into that. Have you yeah, seen it? Archive 81 is really good. Is it? Is it a horror? No. Sci-fi? It's, it's like... Yeah, what would you call it? I don't know. Drama? I don't know. It's good. I live alone in an old house, so it's like... Like, I can't watch scary stuff, because I'm... I'll be like sleeping and I'll hear a creak and then freak out and I'm like running around. So it's, it's freaky. It's more, yeah, it's, yeah. it's more freaky than scary. It's about like, an archivist okay. that, you know, like cleans off old film, but it, I like the way it's filmed. It's otherworldly. It's about yeah. other worlds. Yeah, there you go. Okay. I'll check it out. Yeah. So it's worth it. But your songwriting, you could have, you could have fit oh, in that show. Yeah. I was going to say, man, like there's the part of the way uh, you write is kind of like a comedian who does crowd work. Mm-hmm. I always reference comedians, don't I? Must listen to a lot of stand-up. I listen comedy. to a lot of comedy. You like stand-up a lot. I love, I love stand-up. I love podcasts. I love comedians that do podcasts in general. Um, but by the way, if anybody wants a great podcast, charges with Rex Chapman's amazing. It's awesome. 
Anyway, yeah, uh, comedians always talk about crowd work and how like they don't want to write their entire bit doing crowd work, but sometimes they can get an absolute gem out of that crowd work and how it expands their their uh, knowledge of the of the. I don't know what's going on and, and and where they're, you know, gaining traction with laughter and stuff. So, I mean, part of that, what, how you write kind of feels like that. It kind of feels like you get the best of where you get to kind of say everything you want to get a lot of uh, good lines or good thought processes that you would never necessarily think about. That's really neat. I might have to. I might have to steal that that idea from you, man. That's pretty. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, it I works. love it. It's honestly the only thing that works for me, and it's it's still a battle. Like it's battle rap. A lot of bad. Yeah, battle. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a better rapper than I'm a singer. It's, it's kind of funny. I don't actually rap, but just for fun. I I, I, it's I like, love it. I can get. I can really get some good stuff out. Like that's what I need to do. I think I need <laughs> to start a rapper rapper and never show rap. my that's face. That's not how you do it. Huh? You can't hey, just say let's hear some hey, free form rap. Yes, you can. That's hey, part of being a free rapper. Uh, will you uh, recite some? Myself. Will you re- <laughs> will you recite some bad poetry for us right off your? No. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if you asked me to do it, I couldn't do it. I would say like the dumbest thing in the whole world, dude. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. <laughs> it's more like when I'm like driving yourself. and I'm like joking with somebody. I'll just like say some bizarre stuff. I'm like, wow, where did that come from? Yeah, it's going to be about how these two idiots on this podcast try to get you to, you know, uh, expose yourself live by I'm just rapping. glad that I didn't Neil's must have had a dramatic it. experience with that because he always <laughs> he always stops me anytime I ask him to do that. So I think he's had like some real serious trauma in his past. That's called that. being put on the spot, man. You ever been put on the spot? <laughs> yeah, the worst. It. You love it. Yeah. Do you really? Thrive under pressure, yeah. You like if somebody's like, play a song, Brad. You're like, all right. No. <laughs> See? <laughs> Tell the joke. <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, man. Rap. No. <laughs> no, nah, nah, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> all right. Well, let's listen to another tune, man. Tell us about Godspeed. Oh, man. We got to listen to another one. Uh, <laughs> Godspeed. Oh, you know, this is a weird song. This is the only song I ever did this with. I was sitting at work. And I wrote the whole song in my head and then like wrote it down on a piece of paper, chords and everything, which they're simple chords. But I just heard the whole thing in my head. Then I went home and recorded it. And that was not simple that. as like, that. Simple as that. Yeah, it's the only song I've ever done that with. And I don't huh. have like perfect pitch. I can barely tune my guitar without a tuner. But like for some reason, that one just came to me. It was like, I know exactly what I want to do. And I wrote the whole thing. And it sounds like so there's like a pretty cool music video that goes along with it. Um, but the song kind of has a couple of meanings, but it sounds like a lot of it's kind of pointed towards like you're leaving something for something bigger. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like evolving. But it also sounds like going to space. So like the first lyric is, hey, Neil, how'd you do it? I don't know. What? You know, Neil Armstrong. No, no, no. You know, Neil Johnstone. <laughs> well, That's me. You how'd you do it? How'd you make it? <laughs> okay, so, so, so now, now the video a, makes sense. I had a guinea pig named Neil. I love so this. I love, your, I love your. I love this, man. This is my favorite song you got. I was talking to Neil. Hey, Neil, how'd you do it? I'm talking to my guinea pig. <laughs> but it sounds like it's. It sounds like it's so serious, but. <laughs> hey, man! I got to tell you, Andrew. I love. I don't know if attitude is the right word. But I, I love your uh, approach to music, man. <laughs> I mean, it's like, you know, I, I just love doing this stuff. And it just kind of happens. And some good things have happened to me. You know? yeah. <laughs> it's just been luck, honestly. Like, 
sure look. But yeah, I appreciate it. Now that you told us about Godspeed, the Godspeed video makes more sense to me. Did you see it? Yeah, yeah, I watched oh, okay, it today. Yeah. yeah. So that guy just, uh, he kind of just took his own um, approach to it. And I, his name's Carter, and uh, he's just like a film student and super nice guy. I mean, I, well, I split it with the record label. He paid most of it, actually, but it was like very cheap, like a couple hundred dollars, maybe. Oh, and really? Had, I mean, for, you know, a couple hundred bucks. He probably did it for video, class. You know? Yeah. Yeah. He probably had assignment for class. He had to get done. Thought he made some money on it. For the price, yeah. <laughs> All right, let's check it out. Godspeed. that was that miserable yeah it was miserable <laughs> <laughs> so where do you record these songs now in this room okay all right right here yeah, yeah so. i do see uh the silver face fender and the strat behind you and then there's a bass is that a boss bass amp or is that another guitar amp? uh so that's just or is that a supro amps. is that a supro that's a supro right there i got a fender twin right to my left that you can't see. I got Strat, uh, Telly right there. Most oh, of my guitars and basses are in my hallway right here. Then I yeah. got an electric kit. I got a drum kit right here, a drum kit right here. Big pink couch right here. So, uh... So, Sounds like a fun place, man. It's over there, yeah. It's a cool little spot, man. I yeah. love it. And then I got my recording equipment. I got recording desks. That's what this is all sitting on. Awesome. So, so what DAW are you using? Logic. Okay. So I just use Logic. Got rid of the iPhone iRig, huh? <laughs> Got rid of the, yeah, and like when I, when I switched over, honestly, like my music sounded worse because it, like you actually had to kind of know what you're doing. With yeah, logic. you got to figure it out. Yeah. That's <laughs> what so this guy's for right here. That's, guy, that's what he does. Is that what you do? That's you what record, he does. Do you guys record music? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, we're amateurs. Yeah. 
yeah. We're, we're, we've, talked, we've talked about this year trying to. to well, get, I mean, well, of course we oh, do the one, the one shots, which are uh, yeah, our baby right now, and kind of the thing that, is that what y'all using? Well, well, yeah. we just uh, we, we just, just started upgraded. using a new microphone. We just moved uh, to uh, to the R eighty eight AEA R eighty eight stereo mic. It's awesome. Oh, okay, so it's a uh, Omni. Is that what they call it? it yeah. Goes all the way yeah. around. Yeah, the condenser we had was Omni too. We usually used oh, it on figure eight. Okay, I it got worked an AKG really that well. Does it. it sounded good. I think it sounds good. Yeah, I was listening yeah. to what y'all put out today. It was um, Villamir. Villamir, yeah, yeah. yeah. It sounded yep. good. So we gotta get you in here. We didn't. Uh, we didn't tell yeah, our listeners, yeah, but are. we're we're back remote now. You know, so we we uh, COVID got us again. So we're gonna have to get Andrew in here at another time for one shot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we'll do that next week or whenever whenever you guys have time. Yeah, we'll make it work. We'll definitely get. You we back. definitely want to get you in here and do that. Yeah, I'm glad this is working out. So for our listeners that want to follow you more closely, uh, tell us where they can find you on the socials and find your music and all those things. Hmm. Spotify, Apple Music. I think it's on. I'm on every streaming site. I, I'm pretty sure. Is it um, easier to search Andrew Shockley or Delafay? Delafay. Okay. D e l a f a y e. That's it. Yeah. 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 It's it's actually like Delafay. There's actually a funny story behind Delafay. Oh, so we need this. I wanted to be in a band, and I was hanging out with my friend Kendrick, and. Uh, we were all like sipping bourbon, like VO, like worse than VOB back then. This is like when I was probably like 20 or something, probably younger. And I was like, oh, we need a cool band name. And I was like, well, just drive me around your neighborhood. And let's find, like, look at signs and shit and we'll find a name. <laughs> and I was like, what was that name? Like, we were just like naming off things. And then Della Faye was a sign. And then... There was one that actually liked better, and he was like, no, nah, that's lame. We got back to the house. I was like, what's the one I like? And he was like, Dela Faye. So I was like, how do you spell that? And I, I just spelled it how it is now, which is De La Faye. And um, <laughs> I, then I went back to the sign after I created my site and everything and like let it down the line. It's actually Dela Faye, D-E-L-L-F-A-Y. Somebody was going to steal a sign. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, shit. Nah, I can't use it. <laughs> and I'm saying to Dave Lafay. Like, everybody would be like, hey, Dave Lafay. And I'm like, that sucks. Like, Dave Lafay. But yeah, it's Dave Lafay. And now I'm stuck with it. So it is what it is. Yeah, hey. it's, a, it's easy, man. It's a good one. Yeah, it, it is. Chill. It's unique, I think. Yeah, for so, sure. Are you, so are your socials all at Delafay? They're Delafay? all Delafay, yeah. They're just all regular old Delafay. It should pop up. Okay. But, and all the streaming sites and everything. I mean, it's it's just everything's under Delafay. I don't think there's any, like... I think there's a Delafay under slash on Instagram. Because there's another Delafay that I found out later about. She's an R&B singer. Oh, okay. I think she goes by Delafay. And I think when I came out, yeah, well, so like to make sure that it looks different, she'll spell like capital D, small E, capital L, little A, F, capital. Like she'll kind of like space it out to kind of make it look a little different. (laughs) A little flashy. But who would have thought like De La Faye and then there's another De La Faye like a couple years later you find out I'm like, really? (laughs) What's the chance? Like it's a made up word, I think. Turns out she lived on Delafay. That was a street yeah. sign. I still it wrong. Still in somebody. Newburgh. Yeah, in Newburgh. <laughs> Possibly. 
Man, we appreciate you hanging out and talking with us, and we'll get you in for one shots real soon. And we are going to go out with Dog Day. Tell us about that one. That's your latest, correct? Yeah, yeah. So I think it kind of just tells its own story. Um, I bought this house with uh, my ex-girlfriend. Well, I bought it, and she moved in with me. And, uh, we just broke up. No bad feelings. But basically, this was the song that came from it. It was about six different songs, and I was just kept trying to write a song, kept trying to write a song. And I was just sitting there, and I was like, I'm going to make a song today. And I ended up taking, like, six different song lyrics and put them all in front of me on my desk. And then we just, like, kind of pieced through them and was first take just singing each lyric from different songs throughout the day. And uh, I think it was, like, first take. And then that song was done. Just kind of, like, ripping off songs throughout the day. And then I recorded it, and then I... Push the mids on it to kind of make it sound old school and cheap. Kind of like the rawness I of rig. it. Just like the old iRig. Just like the old iRig. Back to the roots. <laughs> and then I was like, hmm, I kind of like the cheapness of it. And my friend was like, you should re-record it and make it sound pretty. And I was like, nah. Let's just I like the sound of it. Yeah. yeah. I appreciate it. Yeah. But that's how that is. It's just a sad boy song. Well, cool, man. Thanks for <laughs> hanging out with us, man. Hey, thank you, guys. It's been I appreciate good talking it. to you. you Here too. is Dog Day. Every dog has a state Whiskey's for pain I get high sometimes Watching the rain These memories a mess for me I got more than I need In the hotel lobby In pink sweatpants I was staring at Worried about the way my jaw shakes sideways Words get lost as I say yeah, Honey, you're more than I need I do better off alone, I was always on my own Karma's a mirror and it's broken glass Shattered like my old past What a thing to say I was looking through the window Sex deprived and wasted I woke up, it was sunny To a tall glass of water You were stupid Gave a damn it all It was fun to get lost Some of us would rather not be found Honey You're more than I need I do better off alone I was always on my own